This is Everyday Leaders. I'm your host, Melanie Ake. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today's guest will share the disciplines that she practices every day that allows her to achieve a life of success. Today's Everyday Leader teaches us the value of staying true to your own voice and how to become a leader in your own life. You see, she's done this through intentional choices. She's a key influencer and a connector in her community, and her journey is to help you connect to others so that you can lead a meaningful life. These simple techniques she teaches us are ones that you too can apply every day to live your life with success. Lindsay Randall is my guest today. Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, show 31 starts now. Welcome to the program, Lindsay. Hi, thanks. Wow, I am super excited that you're on. You are connected to so many other of the everyday leaders here that I'm finding out. And now you are a guest of your own. You live in Bloomington, and our connection is through Cook Medical, of course. And Mm -hmm. people are going to really learn about your journey. I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. So thank you for coming on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super happy to be here. You know, I really, I I love the thing that we always say we're connected as Cook family, but I would love statistically, honestly, to find out how many people in Indiana that are Hoosiers have worked at Cook Medical sometime in their lifetime, you know? Right. Just touches so many. They're the largest private medical device manufacturer in the world. And still Mm -hmm. 55 years later, you know, it's still in existence, still with all the, the, um, special business units and growing so fast. And it's amazing. Uh, it seems like we all start our journeys there, but we, we stay connected to each other. So that's right. Uh, pretty, yeah, it's definitely, um, a family that once you're a part of, you seem to stay within that family and it's a great place to learn. And it's a great place to, um, be able to contribute at a very high level early on in your career even. Yep, absolutely. Well, I thank you for coming on the program because I love what you've done. I love how you, uh, watching your journey from Cook Medical and how that inspired you, the things that you learned to really get you into the place that you are now. So can you help our listeners really connect to you, understand where you started in your career and then kind of lead us through, you know, what's happening today and, and what your passions are and how we can connect to you? Sure. And if you would have told me 15 years ago that I would be in the place that I am now, I would have definitely not believed you. Um, I'm definitely a kind of type A planner personality. And so I had kind of had it all thought out about what I was going to do and where I was going to spend my time. But the great thing is, is as you progress in your career, new opportunities come about. And it's actually quite fun, you know, as you change through seasons of life um, to open yourself up to Uh, maybe what needs to change in your career as well, or being open to just opportunities that may, um, you may come across. Um, and as you, I started out, I graduated from IU, um, with a degree in journalism and business. And so I was, I wanted to go into marketing and brand management. That was where I wanted to spend my time. And I had, um, I lucked into a really great position at a local ad agency, um, for the first three years of my career which was wonderful because I met some pretty amazing and um, smart, talented people and really got to um, get my hands dirty, so to speak. And I was able to get exposure to a lot of um, different types of customers and clients that we were working with and just get a lot of great experience right out of the gate um, from college. Mm -hmm. And what do you think the biggest lesson was that you learned at that stage? 
the biggest lesson for me was it's always good to just be hungry. Um, I think it's really important to, when you're working on your career, and I don't think it matters what stage you're in, but just always being eager and hungry to learn um, and to dive in, roll your sleeves up, be available for other people that uh, you're team members with. Um, and, and kind of from my perspective is, no work is below you. No work is below your title, so to speak. Really everything um, is something that you should be ready to dive in and contribute to. I so we that. were, yep. I love that because yeah. we talk about millennials and kind of, and you're, you're kind of in that range, you know, and so, I'm on the cusp. Yeah. On the cusp. But we talk <laughs> about that so much. I follow Simon Sinek, um, a, a lot and he did a presentation one time about leaders eat last and together is better. And it really focuses on the millennial generation. And so I really want to be able to explore with you today, you know, this conversation and this concept of work environments at, you know, it's really hasn't changed. I don't believe from the core, because Mm -hmm. as you explain, like all of those simple things that you do are just practice traditions, you know, nothing has really changed in the world. It's how we approach it. So um, keep going. I I just wanted to throw that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I learned from some really amazing people, um, at my time at that agency and just teaching me to get in the trenches and be shoulder to shoulder. All of the leaders that I worked for at that organization did that on a daily basis. Um, and it just was really amazing. And I would say that that really translated well. Um, I was very excited when I got the opportunity to go to cook medical, simply because um, they were growing um, at a quick rate. I knew a few people who had made that transition or who were working there, and I was excited to take all of the knowledge that I had gained and start to build upon that. Mm -hmm. And I found a very similar environment in my 11 years at Cook Medical. It was very much family-oriented. Everybody's in it together. We all had a very uh, single and focused purpose that we were working toward. And if, if you've never been a part of a team like that, I encourage you to find that because it's just such an amazing experience um, when people are locking arms and working toward a single vision um, versus a bunch of individuals working toward their own vision. Yep. Oh, isn't that so true? It's that team environment and and really the purpose-driven company, right? Because Mm -hmm. I can say that too. From my time at Cook, it was just all about this vision that Bill Cook had and that why he designed Mm -hmm. the company. And at any part, no matter if you were in the field or you were inside marketing or exploring, you know, kind of different business units, we all had that same mission and that belief. And we, we talk right. about leadership a lot of the times with it's whatever you believe begins to then transform into your actions. And I and I really think as a, you know, a past cook employee like you, we we felt that, you know, that was that sense mm-hmm. of family and that sense of we believe the same thing. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, I enjoyed 11 um, amazing years with Cook and truly I had no plans of leaving. Um, That was going to be the place I retired from, but my personal life was also changing at the same time. And it did take me a while to kind of accept that and understand um, what, what needs to look differently as, you know, I have three kids in my time at Cook and really understanding as they were aging and getting older, that maybe my life needed to shift a little bit as well. And I also had a strong desire to contribute more to the community and really focus more time on Bloomington. I had lived here, oh my goodness, since college. So probably 15 to 17 years I had been in Bloomington, but really, I truly hadn't invested a lot of time in my surroundings. And so I was starting to get very um, 
passionate about doing that and trying to understand how is it that I can take everything that I've learned and start to pour that into my family and my children as they grow and developing them as individuals and leaders, but also how can I start to pour that into my community? Mm-hmm. And so I started exploring that as well. Well, and that's where it starts, right? It begins with what you want to change. It's always mm-hmm. you are the change in the world that you want to see. And so that's what I really love. And when we had talked earlier, you know, just about this process of you, you know, finding uh, the opportunities to be able to be mentors to others. And that's a key about leadership. You know, you begin to believe, hey, I am influencing or I'm helping others kind of see their purpose or their path. And so right. that that kind of, again, opened the doors for you to continue to explore things of what's next, right? Yes. And what I'll say about that is, It was interesting to me as people started asking me for my perspective as a working mom and my perspective as a woman in leadership, you know, asking me for my advice and how do I navigate all of those things. And my immediate reaction was, why are you asking me? I I don't even have this figured out. (laughs) But what, and I also was thinking, well, I'm still being mentored as well myself. So what do I actually have to offer someone when I need more mentorship? But I think something, you know, switch kind of turned on in that process of working with several people and mentoring them. And that was, we really all have something to give to someone who's in a different phase or a different stage of their career or a different season of life. So why not? Why not continue to seek mentorship myself, but also offer what I have learned to other people? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so you, you know, I really want to bring this up now because it's so awesome. You started this mom's blog. Yes. And how did that happen? What was, what was kind of the first step that made you start thinking about, you know, I'm mentoring people, but there's more. Mm -hmm. Well, looking back, you can see now how different pieces of the puzzle were in the works over a few years to that point of me launching Bloomington mom's blog. But really I think what happened to me, it was a couple of different things. Um, one as a working parent, I, and someone who transplanted to Bloomington, I didn't grow up here. I was frustrated that there didn't seem to be a lot of resources for working parents. There didn't seem to be a lot of opportunities to connect um, moms locally outside of things that were going on during the day. Or, you know, I would hear about some really cool clubs that kids kids were participating in, but I had never really seen any information about those clubs or how would I get my, my child enrolled. And so those types of things started to frustrate me. And it was a really great, I, you know, my husband and I are high school sweethearts. We've been together Um, more than half of our lives. And so I really trust his um, perspective. And when he gives me some tough words, I really take them seriously. And so I was complaining in in a typical situation. I was complaining to him as we were cooking dinner. And he said to me, why don't you just do something about it? And it sounds harsh, but it really wasn't. It was set out of love. And it was probably the best thing that anyone could say to me in that point in time, because I quickly realized he's right. I actually have the ability and the resources and the know-how to fix this. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of waiting for someone else to fix it or suggesting it to someone else, it probably was time for me to see that there was definitely a need in the market and there was a need for moms and there was a desire for moms to have that connection and I could actually do something about it. You know, and it's all, and what we talk about is these entrepreneurs, you know, it's always because you thought about something and you created a solution for something Mm -hmm. that you saw was, you know, it was fixable and you may have those access and those resources to be able to do something about it. So I applaud you because that, you know, people would say that's brave. 
right? That's really yes. brave that you stepped outside <laughs> and said, wow, maybe, maybe I can be the one that does something. Yes. And the, the biggest fear always is in that situation is, well, what if I build it and no one comes? Um, and, and the thing you just have to get over that. And, you know, my, with my marketing background, I was able to say, no, I looked at it from multiple angles and analyzed it. And I thought to myself, if I were doing this for someone else and suggesting what they should do and what direction they should take, I would absolutely tell them to go for it. Um, and so that's kind of how I did it. And at the time I had been reading, um, Indie Mom's blog, which is a really great resource for anyone in the Indianapolis area. So I highly suggest that. And I had actually um, expressed interest to a friend of mine who writes for them. I had said, well, you know, I'd really like to write. And so my initial reaction was like, well, maybe I should just contribute to this community that's being built in Indiana um, and write. And again, her response to me as well was, why would you write for us when you could build this for Bloomington? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of, that gave me the confidence, you know, yet again, to hear it from someone else saying, this is something really good and it's something that your community needs. Mm -hmm. So who right now, you know, as you're doing this, because we all think about mentors, you know, so now that you don't really have a, um, an eight to five environment where you mm-hmm. had those mentors surrounding you constantly and you were giving to others, this is, uh, and I talk about this a lot and I want you to help us understand, you know, this theory of yeah, I'm doing it and I've, I've got all this energy into it and I've got my family, but this theory of isolation, a lot of people mm-hmm. talk about that as they start their own career paths and they say, okay, I've, I'm going down this road. Where do you get your inspiration? Because you are pretty isolated. Yes. And the isolation thing is real, especially if you've been in a business environment for a long time. And so I have had to battle that frequently. And I will tell you ways that I've done it is I... Um, I still surround myself with certain people. So I haven't let go of the mentors that I had um, at Cook. I've really hung on to a couple of people and they range at different levels. So for me, I have more of like, I have peer to peer mentor relationships um, with two of my very, very dear friends who are still in the business world. Um, And they're great. And I make sure I catch up with them over coffee or lunch. Typically when I'm in one of those isolation moments where I'm questioning myself, it's really good to grab some of their time to have them kind of remind you of what you're doing to kind of realign you, get you refocused on kind of your purpose and not so discouraged. But these peer-to-peer mentors are great because they can also see things that maybe you can't see because when you're working um, alone as a leader or maybe you just have a small team, sometimes you can't see the forest, you know, through the trees. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really great to have that. And then I still have hung on to um, a couple of my very close leader mentors, people that I worked for at Cook Medical and continue to um, make time to catch up with them as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important. And there have been times when I haven't done that, or maybe too much time has passed when I haven't been engaging with them. And I can quickly see how in working in isolation, you could get very discouraged and potentially give up on whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people go through that. You know, it's that fear of starting something because you just started this not long ago. Yes, we're a year old. And so when you evaluate, you know, how do you sit down and reflect and say, this is, you know, everything that I'm building, what are your, what are your kind of uh, metrics to say, this is exactly where I think I should be, or, you know, Mm kind of how are you aligning that? Well, I will say that (laughs) my expectations far exceed where they should be. And I think that's something people need to constantly keep in check. Um, 
I, of course, as a business owner and someone who's starting this, I have these goals and I love to see us in different um, places, but I also have to understand we're still very small and we're growing. And so just keeping those things in check and constantly reminding myself, I think one of the best metrics right now for us is just hindsight and looking back to where we were and how incredibly far we've come in such a very short period of time. Um, and making sure that you're always going back, you're celebrating, you know, I have an executive leadership team, um, in addition to all of our writers and we get together a couple of times a year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but we all are full-time moms. A lot of us are full-time employed as well. And so we get together and really talk about, um, what we've accomplished. We set goals for the next six months and continually, continually throughout the six months, we would do check off those goals and say, Hey, we did it. We said we were going to achieve that and we did that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, as a small business, it's keeping my expectations in check. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, we do feedback surveys to our larger team and all of our writers. We do surveys to our audience to kind of understand. We talk to moms when we're out at events to make sure that we're providing what they need. And we accept a lot of great ideas that they have as well. Well, that's awesome. And I, I think... What you touched on here, and I love to, to talk about this, but it's that collaboration, you know, and, mm -hmm. and choosing the right people to help you build it um, because you have the dream, right? You, your husband said, you can do something about this. <laughs> and so yes. you're like, okay, now I got to take that step. You know, I got to take that leap mm -hmm. and I've got to surround myself with these people that can help me fulfill this journey. Uh, and so wh what did you do? How did you, you know, for a lot of people that would say, okay, I've got an idea, but, but then how did you get to the point, that bravery, that spirit to go, all right, I'm picking these three people and then we're just going to go do this? I, you know, what I looked for the most, and I think it's really important is people who are actually passionate about the vision that we set in place. And I've kind of always been in the mindset of, I can teach anyone how to do anything, but you can't necessarily put the passion that they need to be able to do it and to do it in a volunteer. I mean, many of our teammates are volunteer. And so they really have to carry the passion for the vision. They have to be excited about your purpose. And from my perspective, if they don't have that excitement and that passion within them to help you achieve this goal, then it doesn't really matter if they have all of the expertise in the world. They really have to be aligned with that single vision and that single purpose. That is so true. And so many people say, yeah, but they were marketing people, or I think they could add value to me here, <laughs> yeah. right? But, um, yes. but really understanding that passion comes from within. And mm -hmm. if you really believe the same thoughts, then you can get so much more accomplished. You know, and people that are starting businesses, it's not necessarily that you have to pay everybody. It's if mm -hmm. they want to provide any kind of added value to that or your service, you know, it's... Um, one of the one of the girls, Maggie Adams, uh, the etiquette coach, right? She she talked mm -hmm. a lot about it takes uh, five years to be an overnight success, and yes, <laughs> that that's blood, sweat, and tears for five years. And you really that passion, you know, you can have up and down days. You know, people that are passionate aren't always going to be a hundred percent, right? It's absolutely you can't bleed out your energy every day. You've got other things in life that are pulling at you, but I think it is critical that people understand this in that, you know, maybe it's not your friends or family that are going to be on this journey with you. It's the people that really want to, to put passion into it. Uh, and so that's really, really a critical learning message that you've, you've shared with us. Yes. It's so true. But I, a lot of people, 
you know, I've seen them go into business and they say, oh, I really care about this. And, um, you know, other people that surround me, maybe my friends, maybe they would support me more if I included them. Right. And, and maybe right. that's not the right direction. So, um, yeah. So how did you find the right people for you? Oh my goodness. I mean, I will tell you if someone saw what I was starting to launch and I started sharing it with people little by little, um, and if they showed passionate and about it and they said, I want to help you with this. Absolutely. I found a place for them on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my perspective, even if I didn't necessarily have a role ready for that person, if that person just was so excited and wanted to contribute in some way to the point where they were coming to us and asking to be a part of it, mm-hmm. I found something for them to do. And, um, I did, I definitely, you know, on our executive team, our managing editor isn't even a mom. She's Emily. She's one of my very close friends. She's an amazing writer herself. She's very well read and so supportive of the women in her life who are moms. And so it was just such a perfect fit when she asked, how can I help you achieve this to kind of bring her into that role? Um, Allison, who is our creative director, she is a graphic designer who works at cook and that's my connection with her (laughs) incredibly talented, amazing person who I just kind of latched onto and said, Hey, I'm doing this. And I really could see you would be such a great fit and I would love to partner. And of course, Allison was very passionate about it as well. So it was very easy to pull her in. Um, and then just along the way, our sales director, um, Brittany was a writer who was just showing a lot of passionate about it and has some experience in sales in her background. And so it was very easy to pull her in and it just goes on. It just kind of, it's a domino effect from there because um, their networks of people as well allowed us to bring really good um, people in on the team to add Mm -hmm. to that. Well, and it's pretty amazing because as you know, your website, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, you look at all the different things that you're helping people learn. And so as you've described these personalities, you know, it takes all of those minds and all of that energy to be able mm-hmm. to create something bigger in, in that collaboration. So, yeah, you need those people to pick you up because I've definitely gone through phases where, um, I needed to take a break. I was just exhausted from the heavy lifting of getting this off the ground and then getting it moving for a year. And there's always, when you have that team of people who can step in and kind of take the leadership reins when you just need to take a mental break and then you can step in when they need to take that break. And so while doing it on my own, you know, for some people, they may like that. I think it's just so important to surround yourself with good people and people who could potentially do the job better than you. Absolutely. And, and I want to just kind of read these categories real quick. I jotted these down from the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you all talk about are health and fitness, work, childcare and education, just for fun, relationships, entertainment, activities, pregnancy and postpartum, home and finances, and then beauty and fashion. So mm-hmm. there's so many categories that can, can really relate to anybody. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. That's what's so neat about what you're doing and, and why I wanted you to come on the program because, you know, I am in Indianapolis, but part of this is giving people the opportunity to understand what's happening and not to be alone, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of first time moms, a lot of people that are gonna, going to be moms um, have not been able to connect sometimes and experience the right groups. And so, you know, as we teach in all my leadership training, it's finding that right fit. Uh, maybe other groups don't connect to you, but this blog has so much great information that like mm-hmm. you, you didn't grow up in Bloomington, but you found uh, something was that was so important 
to connect the community. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important for women in general, not just moms, but women in general to, um, I think one thing that I love about just to back up with the millennial generation is um, this whole idea of being fully transparent about life um, and not trying to sugarcoat anything and just being very open and and obviously social media sets us up to potentially sugarcoat our lives in ways that where we just take pictures of the most beautiful moments. But what I also love um, with the millennials really pushing us to just be transparent, just talk about the challenges of being a wife, being a mother, being a woman, um, being a parent. And so really that's our goal. Our goal is really to just be very open and honest so that women don't feel alone. So they know that there's whatever you're experiencing, you better bet there's someone else who's experienced it before you or who's going through it right now. So just creating that connection through personal experiences. But the fun piece of it is, is also just getting them to understand our community and all the, that there is to offer for families in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. And it's more than the modern day Ann Landers, right? Or Dear Abby. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and I, I really think about that because when people talk about blogs today, you know, other generations may feel like, well, how would that be important? You know, how can mm-hmm. I get feedback to it? But the internet has allowed us to be so engaging and so interactive. And really, this is kind of a culture shift. And so as as we give this next generation and, and even, you know, older generations an opportunity to connect in this way, I think it's going to bring people together. It's so many people study, right, the generational mm-hmm. gaps. and But I think things like this, um, giving people the opportunity to get onto websites, to get onto you know, writing to get onto activities and, and just keep connected is right. is huge to be able to develop these relationships that are meaningful and that can add value um, to our communities. So I really applaud you for this because it's more than Thank just, you. you know, oh, I wanted to write something because I felt I was going through something. You're really trying to create social change. Um, so, yes. and that's really, really important today. Absolutely. And I just want to say, you know, this is what we're doing in Bloomington, but, you know, we are a part of a entire network across the United States called City Moms Blog Network. And this is a network of amazing women who are creating these resources for women in their communities all over the country. So if you're listening to this and you're not in Bloomington or Indianapolis, I encourage you to kind of check it out and see if there's something in your community that's similar that you might be able to get involved in or at least benefit from. Absolutely. That is great advice. Because I, th- I think, you know, again, people just kind of get lost in the in the shuffle of our lives, you know, and mm-hmm. so, so important to be able to find the right resources to connect uh, to the right people. And so the events that you do, are they just in Bloomington for the Bloomington Moms blog? Or do you all participate in kind of the statewide events? Right now, we're just focusing on Bloomington and, of course, that, you know, the surrounding communities. So we do, do pull moms in from Bedford, Spencer, Martinsville, Ellettsville. Um, we've had some moms join us from Nashville. So, you know, we're just kind of centering them in Bloomington, but we do pull in from surrounding communities. Mm-hmm. And we're just we're just touching on our event side of things. We really want to get we've been so focused on developing really good content um, on our site. And so now we're starting to shift in. How do we now get people together in person? That's so great. That's so critical. And and so any of your people, your thoughts about any kind of, um, potential books that will come out of this, what do you think? 
I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. I don't know. I, I know I keep saying someday I'm going to have to write about all of these experiences, <laughs> um, that I've had whenever I have time to actually sit down and write them. Yeah. Um, cause it's sharing, you know, it's teaching, you're doing so, so many great things and it's teaching others that are coming after you, you know, what you've mm-hmm. done, the process of it and being that mentor, because I know that your team at the Bloomington mom mom's blog is, you know, they're really looking to you as that mentor and, and you have mentors, but it's, it's critical. People don't connect to that early, early enough. I think in life sometimes Mm -hmm. to, to say, Oh, you've gone that road before me. And so you've kind of figured out some of those questions, you know, and, uh, and given me kind of a path so I can learn faster. Uh, so yeah, one of the things that I love to share, I mean, I haven't, I'm not on the other side of this yet. I'm really still going through it and figuring it out. But one of the things I really love to share with people when they ask me, how did you do it? How, you know, how did you leave a career that you absolutely loved to launch a small business, to being at home and working at home with your kids? Um, and really, the only thing I say to them is at some point, and for me, it was kind of a, a tipping point. Like I knew it was time. Um, I'd been thinking about this for multiple years and I just kind of knew it was a now or never type situation. Mm -hmm. But what I say to them is there never, there's never a perfect time to do anything in life. There really isn't you, all of the pieces of public of the puzzle. It's very rare that they'll all be in perfect order and in perfect place. Um, and so it's just taking that leap and being comfortable with the fact that you may not be able to see what's on the other side or what you're jumping to. But as long as you just take the next step and then take the next step after you walk through that and then open this door and walk through that door and you don't have to tackle it all at once. You really can just take one piece at a time and figure it out as you go. And is that how you would deal with the fear? You know, because a lot of people would say, yeah, you sound like you've got it all together and figured out. You had a marketing background and you just said, oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> how do you Really? And how do you deal with kind of that? that self-talk that says, yeah, maybe not. Yes. I, you know, I dealt with that for years and it just got to the point where my desire and that urging and my passion to do something and to be an entrepreneur was so much greater than the fear. And it became the point where my, it, my fear became that what if I wait 10 more years and I look back and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And my fear shifted from being afraid to do it and more about being afraid of not doing it mm-hmm. and what that would what that would mean for my life or the regrets that I might have. And I still, I mean, I still have many, many days of, did I make the right decision or am I afraid? And truly, when I take the time to kind of ground myself in those moments and just take a breath and look at what we've done and look at the vision and look at where we're going, I can quickly put that kind of fear to rest and I don't have to think about it. But, um, I guess that would be my other piece of advice. Melanie is just making sure when you take a leap like that, that you have something that's grounding you. Um, for me, it's my faith, but maybe it's your family or a set of values. Um, but that one thing that you can always be certain to go back to and kind of those times where you're not so sure if you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Cause that is critical. And, you know, and going back to, we started off this conversation with, you know, reflecting about what your goals are and, mm-hmm. and thinking about like, what am I going to do with the next three to five years? Right. And that, that kind of process. And so when you say, well, I'm going to be whatever, like I'm going to be 30 or I'm going to be 35 or I'm going to be 40. Right. And so you think like, 
I'm going to be that age anyway. So what if I Mm -hmm. did this? And what if I can accomplish, you know, these things by that time? How would my life be different? Right? And that kind of gives people the courage to say, you know, I'm giving yourself permission, basically, to do that and experience it. And, And also, I think thinking through, like, if I fail, this is the worst that could happen. So preparing yeah. yourself for that and, and saying, I'm okay with that too, you know? And yeah. so going through it, knowing what all of those expectations are for yourself, instead of just, Hey, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to try this and, and we'll see if it works. I think there's so much about intention that has mm-hmm. to be met, you know, before you kind of take that leap and make sure that, that your fear is in check and, yes. and you know, you're, you have your people that are surrounding you that are supporting you. Um, because oh, so many people go through this and say, I, I'm not sure I would love to do this. This is really pulling at me to go in this direction, but I don't know how to take that first step. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to, it, mine was kind of ripping off a bandaid, honestly, <laughs> uh, but I had just reached a time in my life where that needed to happen. So many things had come together between my kids needing me more and all these situations were happening to where I needed to rip the bandaid off. But so many people that I've known and that I look up to, they prepared, you know, they took a year or they took two years where they were working on that thing that they were going to next while they were still in their current role or mm-hmm. in their current um, life situation. So um, it really just depends on where you're at and what you can do, you know, what, what you're able to do at that season of life or at that stage of life. Mm-hmm. And so, and I want to talk to you about, you know, kind of pain. So when we think about, you know, a bad experience that leads you to some great moments in the last year that you've been, you know, been really intentional about doing this, has there been any time where you thought, I don't know, this is too much. I'm just going to throw the talon. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think the times where when you talk about pain, as you know, I loved, loved my job. I loved my career. I loved the people that I worked with. Um, it was where I was going to retire from. And I think the little moments of pain are when I get to be around those people again, like go out to dinner or do something. And I get to hear about the exciting things that they're working on <laughs> and I'm happy for them, but there are moments of pain in that because Um, it makes you kind of miss or long for what you were doing. But at the same time, when I, I work through that, Oh, I kind of missed that. That kind of hurts. And I come to the other side, I'm able to say, but it's only going to drive me further to be more successful at what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and to pour my passion. Um, I guess the only other pains are it's, it's hard being a business owner. You get a lot of feedback. And as a marketing person, I love feedback. I like to hear what people think so I can adjust my strategy and change things around. But feedback can be really painful when you're a business owner because it's now my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's not someone else's baby that I'm working to grow. It's mine. And so I think just with that, there is some pain with the feedback and it can be hurtful, especially if you're working all hours of your evening when your kids are sleeping and you're trying to get this going. Um, but at the same time, you know, once you step away from that emotionally and you're actually able to look at what the person's saying, you can really take the good out of that and really put it um, to use in a way that does make what you're doing much better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, I love bringing this example up, but it's kind of like Shark Tank, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you're in marketing <laughs> and you have this project 
and you walk in front of yes. this panel and, and you have put everything into it and mm -hmm. the sharks give you the feedback of, yeah, but you haven't thought about this and you haven't thought about that. And here's the angle I'm thinking mm -hmm. you should do. And it's so hard. Sometimes you watch these participants go, you're just blowing my dream. <laughs> you know, I spent <laughs> all of my savings on this. And, and so that is really hard because you're not just going in front of a panel one time. It's every day. And, yeah. and for you, it's how do I tweak and how do I have the capacity to, you know, do my life and live my dream. And yes. And oh man, I will tell you the feedback feels personal a lot of the time. It really does. And, but this is also where I go back to having a really good team because I can share that feedback with my leadership team and I can vent um, and they can be really supportive, but then they're also really good about being direct, mm -hmm. um, and pulling out the pieces of whatever feedback we're getting that says, you know, well, maybe there's some truth in this piece of it, Lindsay. And I do love that about my team that they're comfortable enough that they can, they can call me out when I'm, when I'm potentially taking something personal and they can say, well, there's some validity to what they're saying. And it's good to have those people around you versus people who are just going to tell you what you want to hear. Exactly. Oh, I think that's so important. Putting the right people in your life to be, you know, be those mentors, be that team that can give you honest, authentic feedback is so critical. It's the only way that you're going to grow. And, mm -hmm. and that's scary in itself, right? Because yes. sometimes you are, can get really uncomfortable saying, but I really think that we should be this way. Um, and, mm -hmm. it, and it's your dream. So Man, that is so important, and I really hope people can gain some a little bit of perspective out of that, you know, because it's that's that's a really big thing that I, I think it takes a lot of people a long time to learn. It does, because if you surround yourself with the people that are just going to tell you good things, um, they're not going to help you grow your business. They're not going to help you be a better person. Um, my the peer-to-peer -peer mentors that I mentioned earlier, my two really good friends, they are awesome about taking me out for dinner and drinks. And I can tell them whatever it is I'm frustrated or going through and they never sugarcoat it with me. And that's why I love them. Mm -hmm. That's so important. And the drinks are important too, because it eases the pain, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. That's so funny. Well, so what are your dreams? I know you just shared with me today some exciting news. Mm -hmm. that you yes we house. we are selling our house which is again one of those leaps of faith was definitely not in the plans um but again it was just recognizing a really good opportunity and going for it and so we're going to be building a house but we still have all of that yet to figure out we weren't anticipating that our house would sell this fast but it's really exciting um really? my husband and I it's great. We, we've built before. We love doing it. It's um, something that brings the two of us together really closely when we actually build a house together. I know that sounds weird. Some people would think it would pull you apart, um, but we love it. And so it's just a really exciting time for our family. That's awesome. So what do you, what's your future look like at, now that you're going to be moving and, you know, yeah. of, when you think about expansion and contribution back, what's, mm -hmm. your, what's your hope for the next five to 10 years? Oh my goodness. I think one of my greatest hopes, and it's something that's been on my heart for quite a while, and I haven't yet just figured out how to do it. Um, but I'm really passionate about, um, mentoring other women and it's just finding ways to do that. We do a great deal of that through Bloomington mom's blog and, um, just connecting with women who maybe are new to Bloomington. Maybe they've just moved here and, 
um, getting them connected with resources and with people. Um, but one of the things for me as a, a female leader in business that I really think women need more of is mentorship. And so one of my passions and something I would love to be working on for the city of Bloomington, at least, you know, in our immediate community is finding ways to get, um, young women, um, connected. And it doesn't matter what your age. I say young women, just thinking of IU and the opportunity we have with the university here, but I would love to, to develop some sort of, uh, mentorship program where we can help women get connected with, um, other women that can provide them good mentorship and guidance, guidance throughout their career. Well, that's amazing. And so, you know, I hope the people listen to this, they can connect to you, your story, the blog, your passion. And I, I mean, I feel it. I, I know it's right. It's crazy electrifying, <laughs> but that you can, you know, continue to, to build this, to build your dream because yeah, the power of connection is so important. We are all are all connected through, you know, the internet that's not been around that long. We used to have those landline telephones and an operator. Yes. And, and so you can just pick up any kind of technology and find out what you need and get connected. So people that are sad, people that are lonely, people that are feeling disconnected, you know, this is another great way to say, hey, you can add value to people in your community. And it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, sign on, subscribe, start watching maybe even contribute, right? Contribute yeah, absolutely. To, to the process and get involved in the events that are happening. Um, what's your next event that's happening, Lindsay, in Bloomington? So our next event is actually on August 1st. So it's coming up. I don't know if this is going to go live before then, but we actually, I'll tell you what it's about. We've um, had a great opportunity to partner with local, uh, the local Chick-fil-A and they have an amazing leadership team there at the local Chick-fil-A. But basically, they were very interested in wanting to get um, more moms into their store, but also helping moms find ways to connect with each other. So they reached out to us. It was a perfect fit. And so we've partnered with them. And we did a series of Moms Connect events at Chick-fil-A throughout the summer. And the coolest thing about it is when moms come and bring their kids and dine in and come hang out with us, they and their children get their meal for free. Wow. Um, so it, again, it was just a, a great place they can come. There's, I don't know if you guys have been into a Chick-fil-A's, but they have these great indoor play spaces. They're yeah. really perfect for little kids. Um, so we've been doing those events, uh, all throughout the summer and we'll probably continue that this fall. That is really wonderful to know. And I, you know, this will not post before August 1st, but I will post this <laughs> for you because I want to share that. Yeah. It's really, really important. Um, yeah. So thank you for doing that and see, you're it's, welcome. it's that law of attraction, right? What you believe and become, it starts, starts to happen and people start attracting back to you. So yes, that's a, it's a great, great leadership lesson. Man, thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you for welcome. sharing everything from your soul. I can feel your passion through this microphone. It's <laughs> awesome. So I, I want to help you. I want to really provide information for everyone that listens to this to be able to connect to you. You know, I've told everybody, but you know, from these 50 and 50 guests, you will have a chapter in my journal, the everyday leaders journal. So I want you to think into that because there's so many things that you're doing that I want to get, get the information out for. And then I definitely want you to be a part of the March 2nd leadership conference that'll happen in Indianapolis. That sounds great. Yeah, that'll be great for people. Sounds to be fun. I'd love to. Oh, 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yes, but even for Bloomington Moms Blog, I mean, we do have our website, which is bloomingtonmomsblog.com, but most people find us through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and it is just Bloomington Moms. So you can just do a, a search and we will pop right up. You'll see us. Fantastic. Well, I will share all of this out. I thank you so very much for being an thank everyday you. leader and really inspiring people in your community because we need more leaders like you, Lindsay. Uh, thanks, Melanie. I really appreciate that. Yep. Have a great summer and we will talk to you very soon. Sounds great. All right. Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit is coming to Indianapolis Saturday, March 2nd, 2019. Join me along with the 50 and 50 guests from Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. This exclusive event will take place at the beautiful Newfields Indianapolis Museum of Art on Saturday, March 2nd, 2019. You won't want to miss this one-of-a-kind leadership workshop where you will personally engage with these 50 leaders and learn how to apply their strategies to live your life with success. Don't miss this opportunity. You can be a part of this exclusive inaugural leadership summit here in Indianapolis, March 2nd, 2019. Remember, there's limited space available, so reserve your spot now. If you know of anyone that would be interested in sponsoring this exclusive event, please have them contact me directly at make at makeconnectionsforlife.com. Thank you for following the podcast of Everyday Leaders 50 and 50.